0: Hey guys, and good morning. It is Holy Wednesday. I am Dale Tedder, and today is March 30th, 2021. And you are at the Right Path Podcast, following the way of truth and life. Uh, today, we're going to go through our order of worship that we did in our chapel service about an hour ago. So we are right on the heels of that, but I wanted to share that with uh, those of you who the, the, the small handful of you who listen to this podcast, I am grateful for each and every one of you. Uh, but this is, a, this is a call to uh, an order of worship, rather, an order of worship that we use in our chapel service during Holy Week. Uh, so this has, for example, a call to worship. Then we sing a hymn together. There's a prayer of confession. There's uh, several scripture readings. And then we affirm our faith with the Apostles' Creed. We have a time of prayer and uh, then a, a brief devotion that I generally don't share. I may share a little bit of it this morning uh, with you. But uh, anyway, it's just an opportunity uh, for you as you're driving around town today, or maybe you're doing some chores at home, or whatever context that you find yourself in. If this in any way shape or form can bless you during this holy week as we move toward the cross of Jesus Christ and his resurrection uh, to help you grow in your faith to deepen in your love for him and your appreciation uh, to him for all that he has done on our behalf then it will be very much worth it for my part so guys uh, I'm going to get started hope you enjoy this here we go Join me now in the call to worship. Let us look to the one who suffered shame for us. Let us look to the one who died in disgrace for our sin. In the name of God, let us look to the cross for our salvation and hope. In the name of the crucified Christ, let us worship God. The hymn that we sang this morning is one of my favorite in all of the United Methodist hymnal, and that is number 64, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Um, I have loved that hymn for, gosh, about 30 years, and uh, it just has been very impactful in my own life, and so I would encourage you. It's number 64 if you have a United Methodist hymnal. Uh, But I'm sure you could find the words online. And you probably, if you have access to uh, Spotify or one of the music streaming services, you could no doubt find it there. And I would encourage you to listen to it. And if you have the words, sing along with it. And uh, I know that it will bless you. But will you join me now in the prayer of confession? We admit sadly to you, long-suffering God, how reluctant we are to place ourselves and our well-being in your hands, and how much we rely instead on our own intellects and abilities to save us from everything deadly that threatens us. Forgive us, we pray, and replace our proud self-reliance with a humble acceptance of the gift of life that you have given us in the death of Christ in whose name we pray. Amen. Our first scripture reading this morning is our Old Testament lesson. It comes from Isaiah chapter 50, verses 4 through 9a. The Sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. He wakens me morning by morning, wakens my ear to listen like one being instructed. The Sovereign Lord has opened my ears. I have not been rebellious. I have not turned away. I offered my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting. Because the Sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know I will not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who then will bring charges against me? Let us face each other. Who is my accuser? Let him confront me. It is the Sovereign Lord who helps me. Who will condemn me? Our Epistle Lesson comes from the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders, and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning at shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Our psalm today is Psalm 70. Hasten, O God, to save me. Come quickly, Lord, to help me. May those who want to take my life be put to shame and confusion. May all who desire my ruin be turned back in disgrace. May those who say to me, Aha! Aha! Turn back because of their shame. But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who long for your saving help always say, The Lord is great. But as for me, I am poor and needy. Come quickly to me, O God. You are my help and my deliverer. Lord, do not delay. Will you please join me now as we affirm our faith together. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, Let us pray together the words of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Our gospel lesson is the gospel of John chapter 13 verses 21 through 32. After he had said this, Jesus was troubled in spirit and testified, Very truly I tell you, one of you is going to betray me. His disciples stared at one another, at a loss to know which of them he meant. One of them, the disciple whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter motioned to this disciple and said, Ask him which one he means. Leaning back against Jesus, he asked him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread when I have dipped it in the dish. Then, dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. So Jesus told him, What you are about to do, do quickly. But no one at the meal understood why Jesus said this to him. Since Judas had charge of the money, some thought Jesus was telling him to buy what was needed for the festival or to give something to the poor. As soon as Judas had taken the bread, he went out. And it was night. When he was gone, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in Himself, and will glorify Him at once. Well, I didn't do this on Monday and Tuesday, but I thought I might share very briefly sort of an abridged version of the devotion that I shared this morning in our chapel service, because I really wanted to talk about the harmony of God's Word. One of the beautiful things about working through the lectionary scripture is it takes scripture from the Old Testament and New Testament uh, and usually scripture that will relate uh, to each other and uh, it does a great job of providing that for the preacher or the teacher or the, the Bible reader so that they can see different themes rise to the surface. Now, it's not always evident what those themes are Uh, And sometimes you have to work a little harder than other times. And as I was preparing for this devotion yesterday, this was one of those times where I was praying, Lord, bring something to the surface because I'm not seeing anything. And then God did just that. And it was as though I thought to myself, where have I been? How did I miss this? This is just so clear. And, uh, you know, a little devotion during a 30-minute chapel service is not the same thing as a full-blown biblical exposition where you have... 30 or 45 minutes to teach or preach. So this is going to be very brief, and it might seem like it's drinking water out of a fire hydrant, but I hope it'll bless you. These are some of the ways in which God's Word uh, spoke to me yesterday and just showed me the beautiful harmony that all of God's Word from Genesis to Revelation has a scarlet thread of redemption that runs through it and ties it all together so that it's it's a, a whole cloth and not a bunch of isolated, compartmentalized books of the Bible that have nothing to do with one another. So from Isaiah 50, uh, verses 4 through 9 that we read, here are some things that, that kind of jumped out at me. First of all, verse 4 talks about this uh, ministering servant uh, of Israel who really is a, a forecasting of the Messiah, he has a well-instructed tongue, and he knows the word so that he can sustain the weary, which is certainly the ministry, uh, one of the ministries that Jesus had. Verse 6 says he offered his back to those who beat him. And, of course, that <clears throat> looks toward Matthew 27, verses 26 through 31, when Jesus was scourged with a whip. And it tore and ripped his skin open. And if you ever saw the movie The Passion of the Christ by Mel Gibson, uh, you saw very graphically what that is like. Uh, verse 6 also says, You know, they pulled out his beard, they mocked him, they spit upon him. And so Matthew 27 verses tw- uh, 26 through 31 also talk about that uh, in the life of Jesus as well. And so all these things from Isaiah are looking toward what the Messiah, Jesus Christ, uh, will fulfill. Verse 7 says, still, even though he was beaten, even though he was spit upon, even though he was mocked, he set his face like a flint. And so in other words, he was going to carry out his mission at all cost. And so you might Think of Luke 9 verse 51 where it says Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. Jesus knew what was before him. He knew that he was going to fulfill everything Isaiah talked about. He was going to be spit upon. He was going to be mocked. He was going to be beaten with this horrible whip that would tear open his skin. He was going to be crucified. All of that and more he knew was coming and yet he set his face Toward Jerusalem to face what was coming because he was on mission and nothing was going to distract him or prevent him from getting there. Then in Isaiah, our scripture this morning, verses 8 and 9, it talks about God vindicating his servant. And there are three different questions that are asked. It says, Who brings charges against him? Who accuses him? Who condemns him? Well, it's not God. Because it is the sovereign Lord who helps him. And so the, the idea is that the servant did not suffer because he was guilty, but because others were guilty. But he was going to be vindicated for his innocence. And again, this is in Isaiah, hundreds of years before the coming of the Messiah. And I thought of Jesus. You know, Death could not contain Jesus because he was sinless. Then we move to our Hebrew scripture, and Hebrews 12, 2 tells us that the joy set before Jesus, because of that, he was able to endure the cross, uh, scorning its shame. <clears throat> and what was this, this joy that was set before Jesus? Well, he knew that God was going to vindicate him by raising him from the dead and seating him at the Father's right hand of the throne of God. And then John 13, verses 31 and 32, talk about this joy set before Jesus. And it doesn't use that same language. It doesn't use the same language as the joy set before him, but clearly this is what it's talking about. Verses 31 and 32 say, with all of this in mind, this this beating, this scourging, this whipping, this mocking, this being spit upon, the crucifixion, all of that, with all of that in mind, Jesus can say, Now the Son of God is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself, and will glorify him at once. And so, in other words, Jesus' obedience, his sacrificial death, his resurrection, his exaltation, all of that glorifies God. And it's a way that God vindicates His Son. And that is the joy that is set before our Lord Jesus. And that's why He was able to persevere. And so Hebrews 12.1 reminds us, it encourages us, it commands us to run with perseverance the, the race of faith or the race of life that is set before us. It's marked out for us. And we do so were able to persevere, were able to keep on running by fixing our eyes on Jesus who in spite of his torture, who in spite of being mocked and spit upon and crucified, he was able to do so because of the joy of his father's glory that was set before him. And therefore he was able to endure the cross and the shame of it. And just like our Lord Jesus, We also must therefore consider him so that we will not grow weary and so we will not lose heart in our race of faith. Thanks be to God. Well, guys, thank you so much for checking out the podcast today. I really do hope this blessed you, uh, encouraged you, gave you some, uh, some food for thought at the very least, and uh, hopefully uh, sort of is moving you toward a deeper sense of love for God and uh, a desire to know Him better. Uh, and I think it's more of a reciprocal thing. Once we know God better, we want to love Him more and follow Him And I think it wells up within me, at least, you know, gratitude and uh, humility for realizing all that God has done on my behalf and a great joy in my heart. And I hope that's the same for you as well. Uh, There, I thought, you know, I don't think I mentioned my website this week yet, but daletetter.com. Maybe some of you found this podcast at the website. Others of you perhaps found it. Um, through social media that I put on, whatever. But check out my website, Daltetter.com. There's some other resources there uh, to help you uh, grow in your faith and uh, hopefully will also bless you. So guys, thank you so much for being with me today. I look forward to being with you tomorrow. Remember, tomorrow is Monday, Thursday. And if you live here in Jacksonville and you're looking for a worship service tomorrow, Tomorrow evening at 7 p.m. is our Monday Thursday worship service in our sanctuary. Uh, please come and join us and worship uh, with us. We'd love to have you. Guys, have a great day. I look forward to being with you then.